Welcome to Singing in Harmony with Heaven, a podcast in which we explore the ever-youthful, living tradition of Catholic sacred music and its renewal in the Church and our world today. This is Paul Jernberg. I've been a composer, conductor, and educator over the past three decades. Through my work, I've experienced the depths of the spirituality and beauty of our sacred music traditions. But I've also seen the very real need for widespread renewal in the liturgical music of our parishes and communities. In these podcasts, I'd like to share with you a blueprint for this renewal, based upon the teachings and traditions of the Church, which, though often neglected, are overflowing with inspiration and insight. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the gift of the living tradition. The gift of which I am speaking is the great tradition of sacred music, which began with the singing of Jesus and the Apostles, and from there developed with inspired beauty throughout the world. It is the magnificent heritage of all Catholic and Orthodox churches, East and West, who trace their form of worship and governance with organic continuity back to the earliest Christian community. But its intended audience goes far beyond the walls of these churches to include all people of goodwill without exception. While this music is imbued with spiritual power, it does not overpower. Rather, it draws people into a place of stillness and awareness so as to facilitate their search for truth and love. It is by nature mystical, not in any esoteric sense of the word, but rather in the sense that it corresponds to the need of every person to experience the intimate presence and love of God. Have you ever experienced such music? I'm not speaking here of the great sacred works of brilliant composers such as Bach, Handel, Mozart, Haydn, Beethoven, and Bruckner. These are themselves certainly a great treasure and a sublime testimony to transcendent realities. But their form is of an elaborate nature which requires an advanced level of musical training to perform and a certain level of cultural sophistication to appreciate. By their nature, they cannot be performed or experienced by most people on a regular basis. I am speaking rather of the living tradition of chant and polyphony, which is rooted in ancient Jewish worship and united to the Eucharistic liturgy, which Jesus instituted at the Last Supper. Through the apostles, it was brought to the far reaches of the earth, through the apostolic centers of Antioch, Alexandria, Rome, and Constantinople. While this music was adapted and developed to resonate with the various cultures it encountered, it has maintained its shared fundamental principles across the centuries in all the different rites and churches in which it has been faithfully preserved. Here is a preliminary list of some of these principles. Number one, 
it clothes the text of the sacred liturgy. That's to say, the words of the form of worship which was instituted by Christ as a privileged place of reverent adoration and loving communion between God and man. Number two, it is primarily vocal, and as such, it engages people in an intimate and immediate way. The human voice, in contrast to man-made instruments, is united to our mind, our body, and our heart. In a sense, our voice is us. Number three, it clearly announces through its modes, melodic figures, and rhythms, that its purpose is sacred rather than secular. That is to say, that we are being called to encounter God with profound reverence rather than casually approaching a mundane activity or event. Number four, it maintains a certain modesty of form so as to always point away beyond itself to the divine worship and communion which it is meant to facilitate. Number five, it has a universal quality, at least in its proper cultural sphere, which allows it to resonate with people of widely different backgrounds, temperaments, and personalities, and in the full spectrum of our life experiences. Number six, it is done with appropriate style and humble skill, so as to maintain the integrity of me the message of the text and its music. Such skill and such style are well within the reach of most communities. And number seven, it is sung with a depth of inspiration and spirituality. Again, not esoteric, but rather accessible which allows the mystical or spiritual dimension of the music to be clearly communicated to all those present. In the West, and particularly in the Roman Rite of the Catholic Church, what we often call the Roman Catholic Church, this tradition has come down to us primarily in the forms of Gregorian chant, classic polyphony, and newer works which have grown organically from these forms. I dare to speak confidently about this Western tradition insomuch as I have had the privilege of participating in it over many years, and have known many others who have shared in this transformative experience. And I dare to speak of the sacred music of the Eastern rites and churches through the witness of my dear friends who have been immersed in their liturgies over many years, Armenian, Coptic, Syriac, Maronite, Melkite, Russian Orthodox, Serbian Orthodox, and Ukrainian Greek Catholic. These experiences and these witnesses have led me to much study, practice, and reflection. In the weeks and months to come, I wish to share with you many of the insights I have received through this participation and study. Often these insights however deep and broad and certain, lead to new questions and exciting explorations. And so the process of lively learning seems at times to be almost endless. It is much easier to speak to a class or audience in an ongoing conversation for me 
than to write down ideas which appear to be unreachable by the refining fire of dialogue. And so, I warmly invite you, the reader or listener, to help me through your participation in this conversation, through your sincere questions, challenges, and comments. In this way, our dialogue can come to its full fruition through our combined, lively search for truth and wisdom. I would like to address this fervent request to three groups in particular. First, those of you who have little or no idea of what I'm talking about, but who are fascinated by these reflections on sacred music and would like to learn more. There are no requirements here for previous religious or musical experience. In fact, such lack of previous experience, combined with honesty and respect, can often provide an invaluable, fresh perspective for everyone. Second, those of you who have participated in Catholic, Orthodox, or other Christian liturgies, and thus have a frame of reference from which to direct your valued input. Third, those of you who are responsible as stewards of this gift of inestimable value, priests, deacons, and church musicians, to you I bow with respect and gratitude for your devoted and persevering labors. But I also challenge you to see more clearly the gift of our great living tradition of sacred music, to be formed by its genius and to lead your communities with wisdom and grace to a fuller participation in this precious gift. So, let's get started. I look forward to hearing from you soon. You can contact me through my website, pauljernberg.com, where you'll also find the blog version of this podcast. Here is a final thought, which is a quote from the Constitution on the Liturgy, from the Second Vatican Council. Quote, the musical tradition of the universal church is a treasure of inestimable value, greater even than that of any other art. The main reason for this preeminence is that, as sacred song united to the words, it forms a necessary or integral part of the solemn liturgy. Unquote. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to receiving your input and questions. And until next time, let's keep praying with great confidence and hope in God. Amen.